What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Jack of All. Uh, I wanted to start off today with a very unfortunate story. Maybe fortunate for everybody else that they witnessed it, but top 10 most unfortunate circumstances in my life. I was a swimmer, uh, and um, I had this thing before every race. I had like a routine. My routine was I would go up behind our blocks, had these shorts on, and usually a parka. They'd call you to your lane blocks, take the parka off, then I'd take the shorts off, do like a little flap of the lats. You ever seen swimmers do that? That makes a sound. I'd do that thing, usually stare at the person next to me just long enough for them to feel uncomfortable, say something insanely disrespectful about their moms, get up on the lane, block, and then dominate life. That was kind of my routine. So this one particular meet, um, so if you've, I guess, any track or whatever, there's a prelims and finals, right? So in the morning they have prelims. You race your prelims, then you get your lane assignments for the night. And it uh, was coming down between me and this other guy. Um, sprint free, so it was the 50 free, down and back, the fastest, sexiest race there is in swimming. And I've got lane four, he's got lane five, so we're one and two. And I'm behind the lane block. And I'm getting ready to get up there, kind of going through my routine. And right before... I take off my pants, I look down and realize what a horrible mistake I've made. I had two different swimsuits. One of them was a practice suit, which this thing had been worn so much that it was had no elastic. It was completely see-through. Literally, I had to wear uh, something called a drag suit over it. Because this thing would just, it's just a nightmare. It's barely even fabric. And uh, then my other suit was just a racing suit called a paper suit. Very tight. Horribly uncomfortable. Probably does irreparable damage to parts you don't want irreparable damage to for the rest of your life. Anyway. Uh, so I get behind the lane block and I look down and I realize I never changed into my suit and all I'm wearing is my little practice suit, which is nary a piece of fabric. I mean, it is ridiculous. So now I'm trying to decide, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? How do I get out of this? I'm thinking, do I quit? I'm looking around for maybe a, a fire alarm to pull. <laughs> like, seriously, we are at DEFCON 1 right now. We <laughs> Something has to happen. Well, I realize I'm not getting out of it, and so I say, screw it, let's do it. So I pull the my shorts down, I go up, stand on the starting block, and another horrible part of this story is that each lane has people timing it with stopwatches, um, and I have these two high school girls that are, t <laughs> that are timing my lane, and so... The guy goes, swimmers, take your marks. You got to bend down and grab the the block. And I hear one of the girls go, oh my gosh, 
And I was like, oh, that poor, that poor soul. That, that girl has been in counseling 85% of her life for whatever she had to see that day. So the, the horn goes off and we dive in. And the second I hit the water, my suit goes around my knees. And I was like, oh my, are you kidding me? And so I make my legs as wide as I can. I'm swimming. I'm just flailing at this point. Get to the the turnaround point where you got to do a flip turn. And so <laughs> you do a flip turn, which you've seen before. It's just pretty much a little cannonball. And then you push off. But you have stroke judges uh, that are at the end of the lanes that are making sure you touch the wall. So I do a naked cannonball at this point, And God only knows what that stroke judge had to see. And then I push off. And my suit goes around my ankles. Now, don't, I have no idea how I remembered this, but a little bit of information I remember hearing is if your suit falls down, you're okay. Huge quotes around okay there. <laughs> but if your suit totally falls off, then you're disqualified for being out of uniform. And so I am Jean Claude Van Damme full splits at this point point trying to keep this suit on I'm worlds behind everybody I'm pretty sure I'm weeping my goggles are filling up with just hopeless tears and (laughs) I come to the end I touch and then I look up and I see what must have been 2,000 people with the most horrified disgusted look on their face of all time And I look over at my coach who just has his head buried in his hands. And so I pull up this practice suit, put on my parka, go back over. And my coach goes, Graham, listen to me carefully. I was like, okay. He goes, let's do whatever we need to do to make sure that this never happens (laughs) again. And I said, Coach, you and I are completely on the same page here, buddy. This is not how I saw my day going by ruining everybody's life. Nobody that day thought when they woke up, you know what? Maybe I'll just see some weird high school tushy today. Oh, man. All right. So I share that, one, because it's funny, too, because... um, it was a moment, a lot of my identity was in being a swimmer or being an athlete. And, uh, you know, this actually kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about today and affects what I promised I would talk about today. I said yesterday that we'd talk about counseling, so I wanted to talk about it. And believe it or not, there's there's a connection between these two. Uh, I'm not going to talk about what I talk about in counseling, okay? Nice try to pull that out of me, you vultures. Uh, But instead, I'm going to talk about just counseling in general. Um, I am learning right now to be good at being counseled. I am much better at counseling than I am at being counseled. I don't know if you share that sentiment with me, but uh, the reason is, is because I'm a narcissist. (laughs) Like, really? Something... I have placed a ridiculous amount of pride on is being intelligent or being perceived as intelligent. 
Uh, and I tell you what, man, I chose the wrong thing to try and state claim to. <laughs> like, you know your, know thyself, Graham, right? I should have learned when I was hitting C's in sixth grade just to stay in my lane and be the funny guy. But for some reason, when people said, you're so funny or you're good at sports, I heard you're not smart. I don't know what in the human brain takes affirmation and turns it negative, but I have done that. That's a lifelong struggle for me. When I took the strengths finders test, if you've ever taken that, my results came back and it said NA. No, just kidding. Uh, but when I did read my strengths, my thoughts were just like, well, that means that I'm not good at this or not good at that. And I, I went immediately to my weaknesses instead of loving my strengths, right? So after a lifetime of hearing words like jock, even though I was a swimmer and that couldn't apply less, um, or my identity being in a swimmer in athletics, I was just hell-bent on proving that I had a mind too, you know? Okay? I'm not just a piece of meat. <laughs> I'm not just a jock. I, I I can think too, so that's when the narcissism would show up, is that I just can't stand it when people like intellectually position themselves over people, you know? I don't like leading questions. I never have. This idea of somebody being there before you, because it means that, you know, they've arrived somewhere intellectually, and then they're giving you this nice little trail to catch up to where they are, and that would just hit all of my insecurity and all of my pride. And uh, listen, none of this is healthy, right? This is this is not saying any of this is good. It's not. Everything that I've just shared is prideful and narcissistic and gross. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I remember having a very profound moment. Um, with just a really deep truth for myself that allowed me to see things differently. And it was this. I said, Graham, you're an idiot. Get over yourself. <laughs> That's it. Get over yourself, dude. Like, Graham, what are you doing? What a stupid, prideful disposition you've chosen for yourself. Um... Yeah, you know, if you have this intellectual pride, uh, and in my case, a delusional one at that, you know what you're really doing? You are narrowing down the people who can speak into your life, right? You're reducing the people who you will receive from down to an impossible number. We all do that. We put qualifiers on different people and say, who is worthy to speak into my life? And if they're worthy to speak into my life, then they better be you know, better at this, 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 and this, or world-renowned at this, 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 and this, and trusted because they haven't done this, 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 and this. And we just reduce it down to an impossible number. Um, I don't know. That, that's, I, I would size up everybody that I came in contact with, especially people that I was going to learn from. And I'd have to make these assumptive inferences, you know, about who I deem to be smarter than I, like instantly based on just, I don't know, these snap decisions. 
And those would be the only people who I would allow to ask me or to teach me anything. It's dumb, man. That's dumb. Um, my business partner and good friend, Caleb Anderson, has said that he goes into every conversation with the goal of learning something new. Isn't that a beautiful challenge? Go into every conversation with the goal of learning something new. Um, not just the conversations that look like they're going to be beneficial. Um, not just the conversations with people who are more experienced than you or older than you or funnier than you or whatever or more read than you. Um, but every conversation because everybody has experience that we can learn from. Yesterday we said that ignorance stems from small sample sizes. Uh, every conversation is an opportunity to increase your sample size, right? So learn about and from everybody you meet. Um, so that, that anyway, that's been my journey. Is I was so bad at counseling because uh, I just I couldn't stand this, and he wasn't. But it was the perception that he was posturing himself. And I, I didn't. It wasn't even this counselor. It was just anybody in in that uh, in that position. And then all of a sudden, when I said, "Graham, dude, get over yourself, bro. <laughs> get over yourself." And instead of worrying about how smart I appear, now I seek to actually learn and grow, <laughs> which doesn't mean comparing intellect. Right? It means recognizing uniqueness in experience and perspective. And if that's the case, if it's uniqueness and experience and perspective, then we truly do have something new to learn from everybody because everybody's had different experience than you. And everybody has a, at least a slightly different perspective on life because of their experiences. Increase our sample size to get a better understanding of what happens about people's perception in life. That is learning from other people. And for me, man, even even with the idea of intellect, for goodness sakes, Graham, how about letting my, my counselor, who is eons smarter than I am, do what is number one on his strengths finders test and challenge me to a better me. So instead of posturing myself and trying to appear intelligent man i'm i'm trying to actually grow now i'm trying to actually learn um i don't want to live a facade where i'm you know portraying somebody that i'm not or trying to portray this person who's smart who has it all together instead i need to start worrying about the real me and the real me needs to learn, and the real me needs to grow, and the real me needs accountability and people around me who are going to push me to a better me. So the more I fake and the more I posture, the more I isolate myself, uh, not just from others, but I isolate myself from the real me instead of accepting help and accepting perspective and uh, learning from other people. So here's our inspiration for today, right? Every time you're going into a conversation, say, okay, me, get over yourself and learn something new in the course of this interaction. So just a reminder, conversation is not to prove yourself.
Conversations to connect. Conversations to learn. And conversation is to love. So let's do it, baby. Let's, let's take a step towards being really us and loving the real them today. All right, a little bit of inspiration. Hope you guys have an awesome day, and we'll try again tomorrow.